1: from cradle of hope are some important announcements for you this month from cradle of hope is a must-have gift offer the transition of the church god has transitioned the church since the days of the book of acts don't miss out on this last and greatest move of god
0: Welcome Ephraimites, this is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, I want to remind all of you, I have a few announcements here to make before we start this service, I'm sorry, I had my phone on mute, so you missed half of what I said, but that's okay, (laughs) it's just, you know what, we had an awesome quarterly, absolutely awesome, the anointing was there, God was there. And those of you who attended, you know you went home with your needs met. God met your needs. And I want to encourage all of you. You see, you have to put a demand on God's anointing. Our next quarterly is July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And you begin now, you begin now to put a demand on God's anointing. You come expecting God to meet your need. And be pacific. You have something going on in your life that you've tried to overcome, and you've tried to overcome, and you've tried to overcome. You need the yoke broke in that situation, and the anointing breaks the yoke. But you come and put that demand on the anointing. And as I said, that, that quarterly is July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. We also have available Sabbath Fellowship online. This is with Prophet Mark Reinboldt. It's available on Zoom and also on our YouTube channel. We have the Wednesday evening service with myself that's available on the YouTube channel. We have Blog Talk Radio available five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself. The other channel has Prophet Gary Burpee and Prophet Greg Burpee on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. We are all teaching Prophet Deckard's materials. If you are interested, email us at cradle at jewishprophet Well, we have been we have been doing a series that I had called "Rethinking the Resurrection." Rethinking the resurrection, and it's important to understand that Yeshua is alive he's not dead he is alive he is alive and he is living and he has is setting the right hand of the father making intercession for you and for me turn with me to Philippians chapter 3 Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. May, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That I may know Yeshua and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings Oh, we don't like the fellowship and the sufferings, do we? Being made conformable unto his death. We have to be willing to die for what we believe. But there is power in his resurrection. Why? Because he overcame death and the grave. He's alive. And he lives in you and I if we have made him Lord of our lives. Acts chapter 1. We're going to read a lot in Acts. As you remember those disciples? They didn't believe in the resurrection. Even though Yeshua told them that he would rise from the dead, they didn't believe it. And they all went fishing. And Yeshua gathered them together and upbraided them. He scolded them because of their unbelief. Acts chapter 1, we're looking in 21 and 22. Wherefore, of these men which have complained, complained, complained I can't even say it, <laughs> complained with us, all the time that the Lord Yeshua went out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. They were witnesses of his resurrection. A witness means they saw it. You can't be a witness unless you've seen it. They saw our Lord and Savior alive. And they were witnesses of it. Chapter 2 of Acts, verse 30 through 43. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God hath shown with an oath to him... That of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. God promised David this. He seen this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh did see corruption. His flesh didn't decay in that tomb. His flesh didn't return to the dust. His flesh didn't see corruption. He is alive. This Yeshua has God raised up. Wherefore, we are witnesses. And here they're saying it again. We saw him in the flesh after his resurrection. That's what they're saying. He's alive! Therefore, being at the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which we now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sittest thou at my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Yeshua, whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. let all the house of Israel know the man you crucified God made him Lord and made him Christ both now when we heard this or they heard this they were pricked in their heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the Apostles men and brothers, What shall we do? We killed the Lord in Christ. What should we do? We cried, give us Barabbas. What should we do? We made a mistake. What should we do? And Peter said to them, repent. repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Yeshua the Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord God shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about three people. Nope, 30 Nope. 300. nope. Three hundred. Nope. Three thousand souls. Three thousand souls. Because those apostles had received the power of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And they had begun to cry out and witness the resurrection, that Yeshua's flesh didn't die and rot in the grave, that he arose from the dead, and he was alive and well, and 3,000 souls came into the kingdom that day. Hallelujah. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking in bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. I'm telling you, they had had a meeting now God was there. The anointing was there. It broke the yoke. And all they were preaching was that Christ was alive. He had resurrected. The very one that they had cried, crucify him, was alive. We're going to be back in Acts, but I want you to go to Second Thessalonians right now. Second Thessalonians chapter two. I'm telling you, this message that Christ is alive it's being it it's it's being disputed even today. Even today, the theologians dispute that he's alive. Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 7. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Yeshua the Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind or to be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand, let no man deceive you by any means. What started in Genesis? The serpent deceived Eve. Deception has come down through the ages. Satan is a deceiver. And he will use anything he can, including man, to deceive. We have been deceived down through the ages. that we keep Sunday Sabbath, not Friday night, the Saturday night Sabbath, the Sabbath that God said. No, we keep Sunday. Well, Sunday is the pagan god of sun. And that's where the church, the Roman Catholic church, mixed the pagan religion of the sun god with Christianity. We were deceived down through the ages. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come first a falling away. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God. And that is worshipped so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? Now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity that's already work only he who now let us will let until he be taken out of the way don't be deceived don't let anyone deceive you there are many on this earth that are deceived Right now John 10:10. you probably don't even have to turn there, but you go right ahead. The thief the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill and to destroy. Satan's job is to kill steal, and destroy. That's what he comes to do. Yeshua said, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. Yeshua came to give us life. And he is alive. He overcame death and the hell. And he took the keys from Satan. And he is alive. Hallelujah. Now back to Acts. We're going to go to chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple, The Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Yeshua the resurrection of the dead. They were preaching that Yeshua was alive. And the priests, the Sadducees, they were upset. How dare you say he's alive? We had him crucified. We paid money to the soldiers to say that you stole his body, his dead body. And here they are, preaching and teaching the people that Yeshua was resurrected from the dead. is alive! He's alive. They laid hands on them, and they put them in hold until the next day, for it was evening tide. Howbeit many of them that heard the word believed. And the number of men was about 5,000. We had 3,000 the other day, and now you have 5,000. They suddenly grew by 8,000 people. And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers, the elders, the scribes, the religious community, and Ananias, the high priest, And Cassius and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together in Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you guys done this? What power and what name have you done this? Who authorized you guys? You're not of the priestly heritage. You're not one of the high priests. You're not of the Sadducees. You're just dumb fishermen. Who authorized you? By what power and name have you done this? Heretic! Skip down to verse 9. I'm going to read 9 through 12. If you, we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he was made whole. See, they had prayed for that man and he got, he got healed. The man that had sat there day after day. They all knew him. They all saw him. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Yeshua Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, oh, they're laying it on whom God raised from the dead. Even by him does this man stand here before you whole. It's not what we did. It's what he did. It's what God did. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. Which has become the head of the corner, the foundation. The foundational cornerstone. Yeshua. And they said, No. No. Get rid of him crucifying. Neither Is there salvation in any other? For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm telling you, they're laying it all out, aren't they? They're laying it all out. Verse 13 through 33. Now when they saw the boldness, Of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men they marveled you see normally they couldn't have been that bold in front of the high priest so they perceived they were unlearned and ignorant but they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Yeshua. When you've been with Yeshua, you're different. You're different. It changes you. You'll get bold. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Well, how can you say something against it? He went from begging to running. He went from begging to walking he was lame in his heels can't say anything against that can you but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council they confirmed among themselves now they got to figure out a plan saying what shall we do with these men for indeed a noble marriage. Has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. Oh, they they got a problem, don't they? We can't deny it. Everybody knows this man. But what that is spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. There was power in the name of Yeshua. And they're saying, don't, uh, we're going to threaten them not to speak in the name anymore. And they called them and they commanded them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Yeshua. But Peter and John answered, I want you to hear the boldness of these two men. And they said to them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. These men could have had them beaten. These men could have put him in jail and lost the key. And Peter and John said, we are going to obey God instead of you. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Again, they were witnesses. They're like, we are telling people what we saw and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them. they could not figure out any way that they could thrash them. Because of the people, 5,000 people. For all men glorified God for that which was done for the man was about 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. For 40 years! No wonder everybody knew him. And now he'd had a miracle, a healing, and everybody could figure it out. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God in one accord and said, listen to what they said. Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in in them. God, you created all of this. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage? And the people imagine vain things. The priests, the religious leaders were raging. The kings of the earth up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ for a truth against thy holy child Yeshua whom thou anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. It was in God's plan that Yeshua be crucified. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy service servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. They went and prayed for boldness. They didn't pray for protection. They didn't pray to be hid. They prayed for boldness. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and the signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Yeshua. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. There was an earthquake. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul, Neither said any of them the aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. They were in unity. And with great power, say power, with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Yeshua. And great grace was upon them all. They kept preaching that he's alive. He's not dead. He rose from the dead. They kept preaching it with boldness. He's alive. He's alive. And they will witness. They went from not believing to believing. And now they were preaching it. And as they preached it, people were getting saved. By the thousands, they were getting saved. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, 1 through 4. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an impossible uh, apostle, separated into the gospel of God, which he has promised before by his prophets in the holy scriptures. Concerning his son, Yeshua the Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness and by the resurrection from the dead. Paul was even preaching the resurrection. He wasn't a personal witness, was he? But he believed it. Because you see, on the road to Damascus, he met the Savior. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 17 through 31. It is so important to understand that he's alive. He's not dead! He's alive forevermore. 1 Corinthians one 17 through 17-31 For Christ has sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words which the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross I want you to look at this scripture real careful. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. He was dead and now he's alive. Only God could do that. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? That's a question. Where are the theologians that got the wisdom of the scriptures? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It is by faith that we know God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God's the one who decided there'd be a fivefold ministry. It was his idea that it would take the preaching to save them that believe. For well, the Jews require a sign. I want you to listen to this. The Jews require a sign and the Greeks Seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews who want to find a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks who are looking after wisdom, it's pure foolishness. But unto them that are called... Both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God became the foolishness of God, or because the foolishness of God is wiser than man. Do you realize the foolishness of God is wiser than we can even think? I mean, think about it. God created. God created this world. God created our bodies. Can we create our bodies? Think about it. A nervous system, a muscular system, a skeletal system, God's wisdom is far beyond us. The weakness of God is stronger than man. Look at Egypt. Egypt was the power of the day. And yet God destroyed them. Took their slaves in freedom. For you see your calling, brother, how the not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. The base things of the world, the things that are hath God chosen. Yea, the things which are not to bring consent, not things that are. It's God's choice, It's what he chose. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. That we no flesh should glory in His presence. It's not what I do. It's not what you do. It's what God does. But of Him are ye in Christ Yeshua, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, He that glorifies let him glory in the Lord. Him that glorifies, let him glory in the Lord. Let's go to chapter 2, 1 through 16. We're still in 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Yeshua the Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He said, I was with you as a human that has weaknesses and fears And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. The resurrection power of God. The power that can bring the death to life. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak in wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. The mystery. God sent his son to become the lamb die, but he didn't leave him there. He's alive! Verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yep, if they had known he was the one, they wouldn't have done it. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. We can't even figure it out, so why do we try? It's not by might, it's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's all about God's plan, not mine, not yours, not theirs. God's. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him even so the things of god knoweth no man but the spirit of god we can't know but by the spirit now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of god that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. He's talking about living in the supernatural. He's talking about having the supernatural ears to hear. Which things also we speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teaching, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are Spiritually discerned. Over and over again, the Bible says, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. He's talking about spiritually discerning. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For whom hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Chapter 3, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 18 through 23. Let no man deceive himself. Let no man deceive himself. James says, if you hear the word and you don't do it, you deceive yourself. If you hear the word and you don't do it, you deceive yourself. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seems to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they thought they were doing God's will, killing Christ. They thought they were doing what God wanted them to do. But it wasn't, was it? God will take the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men. Of all things are yours. Were there pause? or Apollos, or Cepheus, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. Christ is God's. Let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive himself. Have you deceived yourself? Have you been out here listening and listening and listening and not doing and doing and doing? We minister to you over and over again what it is you should be doing. Do you do it? Or do you just allow us to spoon feed you the word? It's Time to grow up! Don't deceive yourself! You have the power of God! at your disposal. You have the power of God. When you ask Yeshua to come inside of you, you have his power. When you ask the Holy Ghost, come in and you received that Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you have the power of God at your disposal. God said it just takes the faith as the grain of the mustard seed and you can speak to your mountain. What mountains are in your life that you need to speak to today? And it should obey you. He's alive. He overcame death and the grave and hell. He expects us to be overcomers too. He expects us to overcome the things in our lives by the power of his word. Yeshikahah, Yeshika Yeshikahah. Yeshikaha. Let's pray. Yikorubu lebahashekahah, Yishikalabohoshekalahah, Kuratehe abohomakahah. Somebody has something going on with it, with your with your leg, your thigh of your leg. So I'm going to heal that today. Na karabodi bisabaka haio. karabodi karabayo. Isha kaha. You got something that you need God to do? You need healing? Put your hand wherever it is. Your finances? Grab your billfold. Ye karaboho makaha. God loves you. God sent his son for you. His son is alive. His son is alive. Let's pray, Father. We come before you. Yeshekaha. I'm before you, Father. Yekaraboo, Yekaraboo, Yekaraboo. I speak. I speak to all those infirmities. I speak to those finances. Satan, you take your hands off of them. I speak to that leg. You take your hands, your life symptoms, off of them. Father, I speak healing. I speak deliverance. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Yay! Yay! Ekarabai. 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 Ooh Shabaka. By your anointing, Father, break the yoke. Otherwise send forth angels to cause the healings to happen. The cause of the deliverance in the name of Yeshua. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Tisha! Tisha! Shaka. Receive it! Receive it! Now do something. Move around. Move that leg around. Do something. In the mighty name of Yeshua, amen. I want to thank each of you for tuning in today. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom.